The World Health Organization has declared the coronavirus as a global emergency. This is absolutely huge. As of today, the 6th of February, when I'm recording this video, 564 people have died due to the virus and 27,000 people are infected and 12% of them are in critical condition. This is absolutely huge. Most of them are in China. However, we know there have been confirmed cases here, right here in Australia. And that is why today I will be doing a video which will go into what is the coronavirus, the history of the viruses, what you can do to prevent it and what can happen when you do have it. Let's get into it. It's Mondays with Mahela. That's right, me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love and appreciate your support. I am a qualified naturopath who absolutely loves health and business, and I'm here to provide you with simple, savvy, and sustainable tips to for you to have success. Let's get into it. Today, we're going to be talking about the coronavirus, which is all over the news, all over the media, here in Australia, I'm not too sure about overseas, but as we are so close to China and we do so many close trades with China, it is a huge issue here in Australia. Well, there's a number of number of countries that are doing a number of things as it is declared a global emergency. Russia has gone as far as closing the whole border, the whole the whole 4,300 kilometer border. A number of countries are cancelling flights to and from the providence in China where the virus started and people are getting quarantined all over the airport. So there are a number of measures that countries and you know individuals are taking to protect themselves from this virus. But the main question is, is what is the coronavirus? Well, it is exactly that. It is a virus. What does that mean? Well, let's look at a bit of the history of viruses so we can understand where this virus comes from and how it has come to where it is now. Let's go back to 1918, where the world influenza pandemic happened, which was one of the most deadliest plagues that we experienced as humans. It lasted for about two years till 1920, and it killed about 130 million people. It just wiped them out. That is crazy. One out of every three individuals on earth felt ill. And one out of five of them died. 5% of the world population got wiped out. Entire towns, entire cities were just gone in a blink of an eye over the two years. Only one place on earth, which is an interesting fact that I want to put in there, did not have the infection. And that was the tiny island of Marajo near Brazil. That is an interesting fact there. So this virus jumped from infecting birds to pigs to humans, which is similar to what's happening at the moment. So the cytokines, um, which are immune-regulated proteins, stimulate the body's immune system in response to an infection such as a virus. This cytokine cascade is how the body attempts to kill these invading pathogens, which can be viruses. So the immune system reaction was extreme 
back in back then about a hundred to a thousand times worse than it could be if you just got infected normally and this is why it killed so many people which was an overreaction of the immune system which is due to these cytokines which usually help your immune system and help us fight off diseases and help us fight off these infections but in this case it was like i said a thousand times more than it should have reacted which means that is why so many people got infected and this is why so many individuals died and this is exactly what viral researchers fear will emerge once again so the influenza is an rna virus what does that mean what that means is it alters its genetic structure very quickly and this is what you can come up this is why we have to come up with new vaccines every year to combat it so what it does is it alters the genetic structure rather significantly every single year passing via pigs birds and then onto humans so the genetic material is different so the virus that was there last year is a different virus that is here this year so now let's look at the coronavirus and how this makes sense. So the current coronavirus is a new emerging viral pathogen, very similar to the acute influenza. So what happened back in 1918? So since 1957, the viruses have been occurring in a much greater frequency, a lot more often than they were occurring before that. So this information that I gave to you is thanks to Stephen Bunha in his book, Herbal Antivirals. It's absolutely amazing and I've used that as a reference for this video. So the coronaviruses are actually a large family of viruses. They're buddies. <laughs> so there's a number of them and they can infect humans and animals such as bats, camels and civets. What are civets? They're these little things. <laughs> There are seven known types of this coronaviruses and the novel coronavirus known as the 2019 novel coronavirus has not been previously identified in humans. The strain is new, but this is what viruses do. Like I mentioned earlier, it gets morphed into a new type of virus. So it's a new strain that we haven't dealt with before. And this is why it is a huge issue. So the closely related to the severe acute respiratory syndrome known as SARS. So that is what about, I think it was 90, about 89 or 90% of its genome is similar to that. So we know a little bit about it. Coronaviruses are enveloped, positive strain RNA viruses. They possess the largest genome of all RNA viruses. So upon infection, this coronavirus, similar to the influenza, inflammatory cytokines are strongly upregulated and that's what i spoke about earlier the cytokines what happens in our in our body with our immune system is the cytokine cascades goes and tries to fight it but that was an issue back in 1918 the question is will it be an issue now or is it an issue now so there is so much unknown about this virus however experts believe that the, this novel coronavirus 2019 originated in animal species and then spread to humans the human coronavirus strains are spread from person to person through contaminated droplets from a person who is sick with the illness through coughing or sneezing or contaminated hands and generally occurs between people who are in close contact with another it is likely that the novel virus spreads in the same way so what this means is if someone coughs or sneezes 
that is the way that you will get it. And the way you'll get it is if you touch it, you touch your mouth, your nose and your eyes, because that is the way it comes in. It doesn't come through the skin. And at the moment, they believe it doesn't come through the air either. It comes through these droplets. And that is a key note that we need to take in consideration when we look at prevention. You also, they believe also it doesn't appear to last very long on surfaces. They also believe that it is uh, most likely by coughing or contact with respiratory secretion of people infected with these virus. So there has been a small number of transmission from person to person occurring outside of mainland China, all confirmed cases in New South Wales. So let's look at what are the symptoms of the coronavirus, the novel coronavirus 2019. Well, you could have some of these, but you could not have them. So some of the symptoms could be a fever higher than 38 degrees Celsius, acute respiratory infection, shortness of breath, cough, a sore throat, anemia, or acute respiratory distress syndrome, even with no evidence of a fever. So most people have come up with these symptoms, but some have had one or the other, and some have had no symptoms. So what the, what the experts are saying is that if you have traveled to China mainland, excluding Hong Kong, Mackay or Taiwan in the last 14 days, and you have a fever or respiratory issues, symptoms, you need to call your doctor as this is an issue or your local emergency department, or they even have a direct health line on 1-800-022-222. Tell the person that you're, what you're calling about your situation and that you have been to China. This is, this, is, this is key that you do this. I would suggest not to visit your local clinic because you're at the risk of infecting others. I would get on the phone and give them a call. Do not go out there and infect others because you're just spreading the disease. You're spreading the virus. Now let's look at who's at risk. Well, if, like I said, if you visit mainland China, you may be at risk. If you've had contact with a person who's infected in the previous 14 days, you may be at risk. The individuals who are also at risk are those who have underlying illnesses such as diabetes, chronic lung disease, kidney failure, a suppressed immune system, such as having an autoimmune disease, you are at a great, greater risk of catching a virus, including this virus. Also the elderly, they are at risk of catching not only the coronavirus, but any other viruses around them. So the main question why you got onto this video is what can you do to prevent it? Let's get into it. Well, let's start off with the World Health Organization. Their recommendation for the general public is to reduce exposure, to reduce the transmission of this virus. So they have included these notes, frequently cleaning hands using alcohol-based hand scrubs, soap, and water. When coughing and sneezing, cover your mouth, nose with flexed elbow or tissue like that. No, it's not like that. It's like that, but you know what I'm talking about. So throw tissue away immediately and wash your hands. By the way, I apologize for the individuals who are listening to this on a podcast. I did a hand gesture. That's what I did just before. <laughs> so, but if you do want to watch the video, jump on YouTube and you can see the whole video. And for you individuals who are on YouTube, you can listen to this on audio on your podcast. Okay, so the World Health Organization also wants you to avoid close contact with anyone who has a fever or a cough. If you have a fever, cough, or difficulty breathing, to seek 
medical health as soon as possible. When visiting live markets in areas currently experience the coronavirus, avoid direct unprotected contact with live animals and services that the animals have contacted. The consumption of raw or uncooked animal products should be avoided. Raw meat, milk or animal organs should be handled with care to avoid cross-contamination. Okay, so this is what the World Health Organization has said to do to prevent you or to minimize the exposure of the coronavirus. Now, what do I recommend? Okay, I've looked into this um, for a number of days and I've done my research on this. So these advice recommendations, please contact a professional, your own naturopath, your own doctor, your own physician before you do any of these. This is just for information for you. Okay, let's get into it. Sleep. I go and talk about sleep all the time. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Your body best repairs and the fence system is sleep. It is key to rest and ensure not just that you are asleep, but that you are having a rested good night's sleep where you're able to go into a deep sleep and repair. And I actually did an episode on this that you'll be able to um, able to listen to on my previous podcast, on my previous video. So sleep is key. It is one of the key things. It's your biggest defense system is sleep. The other one I want to talk about is gut health. Most of your immune system is in the gut. So what does that mean? Look after your gut and it will look after you. Make sure that your gut is functioning the way it's supposed to be. Make sure that your elimination is working the way it's supposed to be. Look after your gut. And the one I want to talk about in line with the World Health Organization is hygiene. Viruses love your mouth, nose and eyes. Your mouth, nose and eyes. They love them because that is their way to come into your body. It's the fastest route inside your body. So the key is to keep these as clean as possible. Wash your hands. Simple. You can use essential oils for this too if you do not wish to use soap. The other one is go and see the sun. Go and see the sun. Vitamin D, hormone D is a key player in your immune system. I also did an episode and a video on these. Please listen to it and you will understand why I mentioned vitamin D here. The other one that I always go on about is the stress management. We know when you are stressed, your immune system is shut down. Your immune system is gone. It's not functioning, which makes you more prone to viruses. So what does that mean? Manage your stress. And I've done so many videos on this also. Look at them, watch them, and act on your stress management. One thing that I wanted to talk about is also, let's talk about the minerals, vitamins, foods that you can introduce to help your body. Mushrooms, mushroom mix, Mushrooms are just amazing. They assist their immune system dramatically. And another one is zinc. Zinc foods such as oysters, zinc foods such as sun-dried tomatoes, poppy seeds. These are key to boost your immune system. So vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin D, and zinc are key for your immune system to do the function it's supposed to do. Okay, let's go again. Vitamin A, C, E, D, and zinc. These are key for your immune system. If you can find foods that, that are filled with these, these are the foods that are going to help your body and going to help your immune system to fight off the virus, to assist your body to work at a homeostasis levels. So I wanted to look at, are there any herbs that can assist with this coronavirus? Well, yes, there are. 
But like I said to you earlier, please talk to your naturopath, please talk to your physician, to your doctor before you take any of these. Some of the herbs that can assist, okay, that can assist with the coronavirus are the Chinese skullcap. Isn't that the irony? It's the Chinese skullcap and that's where it originated. So I also believe that whatever grows in your backyard, whatever grows around you is something that can assist you. Even if it is a weed, it is going to help benefit your body. Let's get back into it. So the Chinese skullcap, licorice, Japanese arrowroot, dan shan, elderberry berry and the leaf, rhodiola for stress, cinnamon is going to help too. And there are a number of other herbs that assist if you know if you do have or are prone to get in the coronavirus. So some of the minerals and vitamins which I've spoken about earlier um, are the uh, vitamin C, E, D, A, and zinc. But I also wanted to mention before I forget is the B vitamins, because if you are stressed, you are deplete, depleted in your B vitamins. They are gone and you need them to ensure that your cells are functioning properly. And zinc, I cannot stress zinc, zinc, zinc. But also selenium. Selenium is also going to help with this. But you can take and do any of these. But the bottom line is if you're not getting your rest, if you're not sleeping, then your body is compromised. The virus can grow in your body. But also reducing your stress load and knowing how to manage your stress are the key preventative measures that you can implement right now, not only to prevent you from getting the coronavirus, but also to prevent you from getting any other virus that you may be exposed to on a daily basis. And then what to do if you do have the coronavirus? Please note that this is not medical advice. This is just education information for you. So apparently there are no current treatment for the virus. Antibiotics will not work as it is a virus. In fact, if you take antibiotics for this, it will make things worse. It will put a bomb in your stomach. It will remove all the bugs in your stomach. So what does that mean? There goes your immune system. Because I said, look after your gut. However, we know if we work with our bodies, we're able to assist our body to work in a homeostasis level. The key in treatment for this virus is to interrupt the process where the virus infects the tissue and further to use herbs to shut down the cytokine cascade that the virus creates and balance the immune system. This is the key for treatment for the coronavirus. So the herbs, the vitamins, the minerals that I've spoken about, the gut health, the stress management, and overall rest, overall deep sleep and repair are key for your body to fight off any virus, including the coronavirus. Let me know, did you find this useful? I did this video because I've had many of you contact me and tell me to do a video on the coronavirus because you want to know my view. You want to know a view of a naturopath on this virus, which is a global emergency. I hope this video, this podcast, this episode assisted you so you are more educated on what you can do to work with your body. Remember the key is to work with your body, not against it. Work with your body to fight off what it is already supposed to do naturally, to fight off viruses. That's what our body does. Our body has an immune system to fight off these viruses. So allow it to do what it's supposed to do. All right, that's it for this episode. 
rate, review, like, subscribe. Do what you do best. I absolutely love and appreciate your support. Until next Monday, I love you.